listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al-Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain... Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Zach. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watch the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertain. This month is... Wow! Oh, Maze, why do you say that? Supercharge it. (laughs) So that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> and now we take you live to French Trump's weekly press conference. Hello, it is our French President Trump, and I'm here for the French President Trump press conference. I am ready for your questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me anything you want. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, you. Yes, you. You. Right there. Mr. President. Gary Gander, New York AP. A new book about your wife, sir, Melania reveals that she didn't move to Washington when you became president, not because she didn't want to interrupt Barron's school year, but because she was trying to force you to renegotiate her prenuptial agreement after learning about your various affairs and hearing the tape of you saying that because you are a star, you can grab women by the pussy and they let you. Would you like to comment on that, sir? No. No, that is not true. When I first took office after my inauguration, which was, by the way, the largest inaugural crowd in the history of the presidency, maybe in the history of the presidency in the world, Melania said to me, Donald, can I come live with you in the White House and be the first lady? And, you know, she pouted how she does. That drives me wild. So, you know, I started to get a little aroused. And I said to her, you can, you can ask Mike Pence, by the way. He'll back up anything I say. I said, I will consider it, Melania, if you will hold my hand when we walk in public. And she said, oh, Donald, you know I hate to hold your hand. It is so tiny. It creeps me out. So I said, because, you know, I am a great deal maker. I said, will you spank me each day with my daily briefing? And she said, okay, so long as I don't have to touch you. So we worked it out. We worked it out. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, you. Right there. You, you, you. Thank you, Mr. President. It's Tony Romo from ABC News. Oh, hello, Tony Romo. Good to see you again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, When asked, you originally denied that you had gone to the bunker. Then you said you had only gone to inspect the bunker. And then Bill Barr said you had gone for your safety. Mr. President, now it's been said that you want to find and prosecute whoever said that you'd gone to the bunker during the protests in Washington, D.C. Under what law would you prosecute such a truth teller? Under the law that says no one can say that I went to the bunker. Two Corinthians, I think it is. 
it's, if there is not such a law, there soon will be because I'm going to hide in the bunker many more times. On January 20th, I'll be so hidden in the bunker they will not be able to find moi. I'll disguise myself as a couch cushion and the Secret Service will think I'm gone. But I'll be like the guy in the Parasite movie. Ivanka will get a job as a maid in the White House and she will toss me down burgers every so often. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, you right there. I'm sorry. Yes, you. You. Yes, Mr. President. Stephanie Chen here. Yes, yes. Go ahead. In your remarks at your signing of the executive order on police reform, you again repeated that COVID-19 will just go away. Sir, it has already killed over 117,000 Americans. Well. How is that just going away? Well, you'll have to break a few eggs to make an omelet, don't you? I said it will go away. I didn't say it might not take half of us with it, but it will go away. My advice is not to get too attached to one another. You know, when someone dies, everyone cries and they say, oh, she was so great. Well, no one is perfect. Why not remember some of their annoying traits? Like, she used to make that sucking noise. I always hated that sucking noise she made. Or she was such a nag and she wasn't smelling too good towards the end. Next question. Next question. Mr. President? Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, you, right there. You. You. Thank you. Uh, Emmett Manning, New York Newsday. Uh, in your comments... Hello, Emmett. Good morning, Mr. President. Uh, in your comments at your signing of executive order on police reform, you said that people wanted law and order. You said they might not say it. Some of them might not even know they want it, but they do. In fact, people have been protesting in every state and even around the world, demanding that we reimagine policing and bring safety to the public. I don't think I've even seen one sign calling for law and order. What did you mean by that? I tell you, Emmett, I can tell what people are thinking. It's a gift. Like right now, you are thinking, I am so lucky to be talking to French President Trump. Right? Right? Did you see... The fuck Trump signs? Huh? Do you know what that means? I saw those. I thought, how can I satisfy everyone? Next question. Next question. Uh, Mr. President. 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 Yes, you. Right there. You. 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 Thank you, Mr. President. Yes, you. Yes, me. It's Gary Gander again, New York AP. Gary, I'm sorry. Hold on. I need another. Gary, hold on. Hold on. I need another sip of water. And I need, can someone else help me hold this? I, I have one hand, two hands on my butler. Can someone else tip? Thank you very much. I, I just think I need a, I need of a course. sip of water. Thank you, Secret of course, Service. Mr. Yes. President, yes. Uh, go ahead, Gary. One more time, sir. You also said in the Rose Garden at the executive order on police reform that President Obama had never made any police reforms because he had no idea what to do. And you repeated this during your interview with Sean Hannity. In fact, you yourself reversed an Obama policy that tried to demilitarize the police by banning the military from selling them surplus equipment. Uh, Also, your administration rolled back the Obama administration's policy of investigating police departments and making the reports public, put in place after Michael Brown was killed by police in Ferguson, Missouri. So 
So you not only knew that President Obama had made these reforms, but you also undid them. Do you owe President Obama an apology? Do you owe Michael Brown an apology? Do you owe George Floyd an apology? I don't apologize to anyone, just like I will not apologize to you, Gary, when I have a tank rolled in here to squash you like a bug with a mask. Get the fuck out of here. Apologize. Don't be a cutie pie. You will swim with the fishes, you dead fucking mask-wearing guppy. The virus is gone. Take that fucking mask off. Next question. Next question. Uh, Mr. President, 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 Mr. What is that? Deferred action for childhood arrivals. I didn't do anything with that. I'll tell you what, I'm upset with the Supreme Court because they say I can't end DACA. Oh, Mr. President, uh, that is DACA. What? The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. What? That That is DACA. D-A-C-A. DACA. Oh, it is. Well, I always had to know that. Who knew that? Anyway, the Supreme Court doesn't like me. That's the problem. They don't like me. If I could just get Ruth Bader Ginsburg to take a little bit of Russian mob money, we could save a lot of time. No one would even have to argue the cases. If Sonia Sotomayor, she's from Finland, you know, which is part of Russia, if she would take a little taste of Russian mob money every case, they would just agree with Trump. They would say what Trump said. He's right. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, you. Right there. You. 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 Yes, you. Thank you, Mr. President. Tony Romo again with ABC News. John Bolton's book claims that you encouraged Xi Jinping to build concentration camps for Uyghur Muslims. Why would you do such a thing? First of all, Tony, most camps are going to be closed for the summer because of the mask-wearing virus-fearing Democrats who do not believe in miracles. So the Uyghurs are very lucky that they get to go to camp, and it is a chance for them to concentrate. I tell you, I wish I could go. I never get to concentrate. Everyone wants something from me. Uh, Lindsey Graham keeps putting his hand on my knee. I say, Lindsey, you are not that big a star. Melania wants money for Barron when she dumps me. The evangelicals want me to rig the judicial system. Mnuchin wants me to sign every check that goes out. Rich donors want tax breaks. Poor people want to eat. Black people don't want to be shot by police. Besides, if I don't get election help from China or some other country, I'm headed for the pokey when I'm out of office. My kids, too. Ivanka's face will melt in prison. I'll do anything I have to to stay in office. Why? Did John Bolton write a book? That's it. No more questions. No more questions. This has been a live broadcast of French Trump's weekly press conference. A podcast network.